0: (laughs) Well, that is, in fact, of the three statements, that, in fact, is the truth. Yes. If you were following along at home and you said, Gypsy Kitten, uh, then you were right. Welcome to Atlas Bach, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the 10 owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, PodCoin, or wherever you get your plainly logical podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook instagram and twitter this is episode 67 entitled it's just math Welcome, Bacher Nation. We're so happy to have you listening to us. Uh, We have no idea why on earth you possibly would be, Mm -hmm. but welcome anyway. Swag slash Larry, how are you doing this morning? What's happening? Doing well. Afternoon, evening. (laughs) I guess it's this morning for you, but yeah, for the listener. Well, fuck the listener. Yeah, it's all about us, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) clearly that's how we set this podcast up anyway, right? So yeah, that's That's exactly So
1: if you're right now, if you're listening and it's not morning, pause it. And start it again in the morning So that you can play along at home <laughs> I'm doing well Good to see you fellas
0: Gypsy Kitten slash Ghost King How are you doing
2: today? I'm doing great And Jack, I think most people will listen to it in the morning Because even if they begin to listen to it in the evening They will quickly come back to consciousness And be like, oh my gosh I guess I fell asleep for <laughs> the last 12
0: hours
3: That's
2: right morning. That's right. Good point. <laughs> do you, a gypsy
0: kitten or ghost king? What should we? What should we do? Which is Gordian knot? Ooh, hmm,
3: that's actually
0: quite good. That's as inaccessible as the name of our podcast. I love it. See what,
3: ha- <laughs> see what
1: happens when you give Joe a week. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Listen, guys, I, you know I don't uh, I don't put rules on what you call me or what my nickname is. You know nicknames evolve, <laughs> and so if gypsy kitten suits me better, gypsy kitten it is. I
0: think if we start a t shirt line, a gypsy. Kitten... Kitten has so much potential and opportunity. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except if we're starting a t-shirt line, then yes, of course, Gypsy Kitten <laughs>
1: it shall be.
0: Yeah. Right. Because Ghost King, what would that be? It would just be like a like poof. Well, like Ghosting's like
2: that's a, a new. Th- I mean, Ghosting's a established phenomenon.
1: Yeah. The shirt design would be a a, a female still lying in bed. And the ghost of Greg flowing from the bed out the door.
2: It would be a female, you know, kind of like with her arm up, like she's posing for a photo, in like the vapor trail outline of me.
3: You know, like so you can see the
2: remnants of a man standing there, yeah, right? Like, but it's actually right. the tail end of a vapor trail that leads off off you know stage left. I like it. I wonder
0: if those losers over at Real Shit Baseball even think about t-shirts, let alone we have t-shirts. The- GK has taken care of that for us. In That's fact, right. we should send them a t-shirt
1: yeah we should <laughs> how many of how many they have what three four guys on the you know i don't know
0: they, they have three guys on the podcast three? and they typically have a guest okay
1: they have slightly more
0: followers on twitter than we do what you can pay for Twitter followers? i yeah. Well, I think basically they require their league owners to to follow. Basically,
3: yeah. to be fair, they probably all have Twitter accounts. Where twenty five percent of our podcast doesn't have. Them. <laughs> true. True.
1: and they have gone through. They go through team owners like fucking hotcakes, right? So they if they just make them stay on their Twitter after they kick them out of the right. league, then
2: it's you know, obvious they're paying for Twitter followers.
1: Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. We will we will officially challenge them to a, a fight, and Greg will take the big guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And since we have one extra guy, Joe will be our Buster Posey mm-hmm. and just skat sc- around the edges.
2: With, with, a, with a helmet on, with safety gear on.
1: Teal shorts on. I'll
2: look slightly menacing.
1: <laughs> Teal shorts and then you just... And flip-flops. And flip-flops. Teal shorts and flip-flops, please, Joe. Joe
2: will look genuinely distressed because there's a scene of violence until one of their guys hits the ground, and then Joe will kick him in the ribs a few times with his flip-flops.
0: Yeah. yeah. I do feel like they just kind of will, will come in, j- jab at us, run away like I, I haven't there's been no sustained kind of back and forth with this like a like a like a hummingbird going after a hawk almost right right, right yeah the mockingbird method mockingbird. right is that what he said yeah, <laughs> yeah the mockingbird method okay <laughs> Well, uh, Sorry. Uh, Lacking a lot of discipline this morning, I uh, not crisp, not crisp at all. Very wilty. Have we said hi to Joe yet? I no. That's exactly. I keep looking <laughs> at. No, it. he's so crisp. <laughs> uh,
3: J Lo, my friend, how are you? I'm feeling about as welcome as a cop in a Starbucks in Tempe.
0: Oh. Let's get to the games. Let's, uh, again, if someone is still listening at this point, uh, they are probably. What's
1: wrong with you? Seek mental help. I've actually set the headphones down twice so far. So. <laughs> then I think the most uh, the, the
0: the appropriate game to start with would be the one with the team that had a name change. Reardon Metal, who has been Reardon Metal for quite some time, has changed their name to Sibs Underachievers. I'm not even going to explain <laughs> that name. If you don't, if you need it, just go back and listen to other other podcasts. Uh, it does involve speaking to plants. Sibs Underachievers are living down to their name right now, and it looks as if. The Philadelphia Experiment is going to continue their tear and uh, win the game. So we are
2: within that range, guys, right? Yeah. Well within it. And this this will be, I mean, to me, this, this game will go a long way to seeing if there truly is a curse on Jack mm. or if he somehow eluded a curse. Because this would be exactly the type of game where somebody who was afflicted with a curse would lose when he thought he had it so well in hand, only to have a crew of losers like Sibs Underachievers Come back on Sunday and (laughs) win. Right? That's a very good point.
3: Yeah. He's he's saying all the right things. He's, oh, this could happen. I could lose. So he's
1: he's being humble enough. So you, so his team came back quite a bit yesterday. A big part of it, our staffs are playing each other, and and mine has the high score. So if his wins, um, there's a, a a decent you know possibility of point swing. So he could gain a couple points uh, from staff alone today if the Padres were to beat the Dodgers again. And then at that point, it's a it's a you know it's a toss. You're gonna need I a mean, big game from Harper that's for sure <laughs> for a guy that's cursed he's been doing pretty good he's no mike trout mm. but uh he's been doing pretty good
0: well there you go so this is uh this is uh definitely a big game that we will be watching mm-hmm. but you won't dear listener because uh we'll have already recorded this we just
3: of. don't care about you yes <laughs> yeah okay
0: <laughs> that is j-lo's marketing plan <laughs> to a t mm. <laughs> we are executing this so well We have the Crispy Chickens and the St. Locash Knights who say,
3: meh. Didn't the Crispy Chickens have a big game last week?
1: Crispy Chickens are a roll. They've had a close game every week. They've been close in most of their games. Um, In fact, at the point that we've talked about this point every week, it seems like it's within a point or two, their game. They're just hanging with whoever they're playing and then outscoring them on Sunday, basically. Yeah, I mean, to
3: to be fair, I'm kicking their ass right now. I'm just not playing them.
1: Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. So the record is going to be 11 and four, assuming that they win, which is phenomenal. It's a great fucking record. If Greg loses, he's going to end up at seven and eight, and they have literally scored the same amount of points this season. Wow! Um, but Scotty is exactly where we expected him to be as a team. the The chickens are they're in the uh, the power pole. They're they're fifth, um, which is basically what we we expected. We said that there were four other teams that we thought were stronger than them. They're just in the right spot, and that's where they're at. They haven't gone above and beyond to impress. They've just done the right thing at the right time, and they continue to win on Sundays, which you know sucks for greg who's again you know scoring the same amount of points for them but uh, not coming up with the same results every week yeah, no
2: worries but uh, tim what, what's scott's attitude on all this is he interested in making a move or is he just content to win the division you know have his expenses covered and just go off into the off season i don't know is he still
3: playing midball
2: I, yeah I don't, I don't know i i he made a couple of moves earlier in the season
0: mm-hmm. which were uh it was unusual for him to do, but I don't know. I haven't, I haven't connected with him in, in with, you know, meaningfully in the last three or four weeks. So
2: I'll, I will seek you out. I will, uh, I'll definitely get on that. Whatever the circumstances, the fact is that he is a solid record. He's going to have a good playoff seed with a strategic move or maybe two. He could do some damage in the playoffs because now we see yeah. that the Mondays are fallible human. We see that Jack's team can be beat, although they're very good. There's just a lot more parity in the league this year. Mm-hmm. A strong team like his with one or two moves, he could do some damage. This could be the year of the mid ball, you know? Just make one move. It could be, yeah. Did I mention DJ LeMayhew's available?
0: <laughs> I love that you turn into the rug salesman every time this year. Like,
3: it just, He's it's uh, your setups are
0: much more elaborate.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just pleased that greg learned how to pronounce his name <laughs>
1: and the guys actually hit better right now yeah. than he did when he in fucking Colorado. It's crazy. And he's available. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Two for one. I don't know. Really i <laughs> jump on it at the moment. I'm just impressed mm-hmm. with it. If
0: we take a look at the Dreamers, now this was the greatest team of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. They're still projected to win today. They're playing Mr. Blonde's Heroes. GK's team has had some, just some not some great luck, uh, but he's fought through it. He's kept his you know his chin up, put together, I think, an impressive season. But the Dreamers currently are behind, but it's definitely within that zone well, they've
2: had some monstrous Sundays this year too. They
1: have. They have. Yeah, they can definitely score points in bunches. Um, there's no doubt about it. It has been a, a few short weeks though that they've gone from you know discussion, as I mentioned, from from you know the best team ever to this week with a, a win by by my team and, and a loss on their end, and they're not even going to be the the best team this season. So it has uh, it has been a, a rough couple weeks for them. Um, again, they're right in it. They could easily win today. They
2: they tumbled to fourth in the power pool, Did they not check? Which I found shocking, frankly. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the the that's the the one the, the true power ranking. They right, they right. are still at, in first. But yes, in the in the power that was a that was as odd a power poll as I've seen. That was a very. Why don't you
0: explain pull. that? for our listeners there's so there's there's two kind of power
1: poles there's a, a power ranking um on the website that that is linked directly to the records and records against each other it takes into account three different things record points for the season and then your breakdown which we've talked about if you had played everybody every week uh so you get some lots of points for each of those three things so right now the so that's dreamers, based on math right it, that's, and that that's, is that's, math that's math right ranked as the best team in the league myself being second uh lethal injection being third joe's underachievers is fourth as i mentioned and then the crispy chickens come in fifth so that's the the mathematical one then
0: there's the bots slash drunk interns (laughs) right which is what uh uh gk's referring to right
1: He, he is, yeah 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 okay. and it's and it's you know generally it has some substance uh, substance of the of what's going on and and you can make some pretty good sense of it's it it's like a
2: college football poll you know even if uh alabama has only lost one game if the, the last loss was to auburn they're they're going to skew that more than the the cumulative body of work for the
1: season um you know and the dreamers again still in the driver's seat still very good i don't think um with what we got Five games left. You know we're just about—it's not mathematic, but we're just about to the point. Kind of a shitty thing for someone with the curse to say, but where me and him are, are pretty much locked in, right? I or wagon o curses. We can uh, mathematically we could miss the playoffs, but it's it's probably. Not I math, think I think say.
2: Scotty's pretty much mathematically in too. I mean Tim and I have a chance to win this week, but even still, even if Tim and I both won, but still, it looks like you, the Mondays, Mikey, and Scotty are pretty much locked in if all things continue to be more or less the same
1: Yeah if you and Tim lose this if you Tim and Joe were to lose this week then it's almost Yeah you know it's almost done at that point I mean, you guys are the ones that are that are keeping the discussion open. You know, it, yeah, there's still, you know, again, these games today are, are and they're all close, really. So it's um, it's going to be interesting. But there's
2: there's no, to me, in my mind, and, and you guys tell me if you disagree. But there's no singular team that I think is like, well, if, if things go the way I expect them to, this team will definitely win it all. Like the Mondays have fallen off that. Oh, perch. I think
3: that's Jack.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, Jack's and Jack and the Mondays are both the strongest two contenders. Mm-hmm. But in years past, there's been that one team where I thought, you know, more likely than not, that's going to be the team just based on math. But now, I mean, Mikey's had some very impressive weeks,
3: right? I was just going to say, yeah. Say based on history, then that becomes Mikey. But
2: even, even like I'm saying, Scotty, they win every almost every week, even yeah, though Scottie it's impressive. Is- if he could make one move or two, like acquire Lemayhew, then things <laughs> might go his way.
3: Does he even so need to make a move though? If he's winning without all that, yeah, I would. He needs a second base. I think he. I think he needs CJ Cron. <laughs> uh,
1: you, you, all you got to do is make the playoffs. So it depends on what confidence he has in his team. At this point, like I said, if you're Scotty, you're not worried about winning. Wins don't really matter as much right this moment as scoring points. So you're either confident in your team going into the playoffs or you're not. Okay, um,
3: but but. That changes too, because you made the statement. Oh, Mikey can win the division. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about the playoffs. But if Mike were, were to come from two games behind you now mm-hmm. to overtake you and win that division, that's going to change how confident you are about your team. Not
1: if not if I'm scoring 55 points and losing. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't, I want to win because that's how you make the playoffs. But I base my success on a weekly basis on the amount of points I'm scoring, not whether I'm winning or losing, because that is luck. <laughs> um, so mine is is massive. Kind of like, kind of like when you're team.
3: winning with 44 points on a Saturday. Yeah,
1: well, kinda that's what I'm saying, right? I, well, I'm confident in my team this week, not because I'm winning, but because no, I have. You to should high be. Score. You're playing me. It, my, so anyway, my, my point is, like that, in, it, everybody if beats if I'm me Scotty, except Greg. I'm Scotty. I'm not happy that I'm winning with 35 points. Is my mm-hmm. point. I'm concerned that I'm going into the playoffs with a 35-point team. That's my mindset if I'm in that situation at the moment, but that's just And then
0: sense. we have the, uh, just quick update, Lethal Injection beating Mix 7.
1: Mm-hmm. Mix 7
2: live! Mix 7 live!
0: Sorry, Mix 7's going to lose. Uh, <laughs> and we have the... Uh, the 47 Blossoms beating the Funkin' Punks still within that range of uh, could go either way, but I think the Blossoms are going to win. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Is anyone left? Is anyone left after that in-depth analysis of our fake baseball team's fake baseball league? We got more. (laughs) <laughs> oh. for grace sake all right well if you're still around dear listener uh we have some interesting stuff we actually have the juiceless leagues all-star team so mm. swag has put a pen to paper uh, and uh, is going to going to go at that we uh want to talk a little bit about the hurling video that was put up on our facebook page i think that's Pretty interesting. I don't know if any of you've uh, checked that out, but it's uh, pretty. You know what? I I have
1: checked out is cricket. I've watched quite a bit of cricket this week. I have
0: too. (laughs) We could talk a little bit about that. It's fucking cricket. It's a cool game. Actually, I was like, holy shit! After my Uh, comment
1: of whether or not there was a Q in the word, I should probably brush up on this at least a little bit. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, and I have some answers about uh, some of the questions you raised last week. That's so funny that you you said that. Uh, and then I think uh, we can maybe uh, later on the show talk about the actual All-Star game that's going on, your thoughts on the home run derby. We, we're looking forward to you coming back, and we'll talk to you soon. Welcome back, bots. Happy to have you back. Uh, So one of the things that Swag has been doing, and and you know he likes to kind of get in there and do the math, uh, and he did some math um, uh, as it relates to the... Uh, all-star the juiceless all-star game so basically he's looking at the juiceless all-stars for the season so far so we're a little further along in our season than major league baseball but it's always a fun time to take a look at and see who the stars of the first three uh, first part of our season actually are so i'm going to hand the microphone over to you swag and, and let you take us through the all-star roster for it's a little different for us, right? We don't really have an all-star game. We don't have right. teams play against each other. If we
1: were putting together a team to to play against, let's say, the real shit baseball, then this would be our team. This is our all-star team. Those
0: guys, man, like uh, they've gone radio silent. Like they just, I don't feel like they're with they're their scared. last uh, poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji a- to us. That was it. But
2: they had enough content for three episodes. Yeah, yeah it took it. their their entirety of their life's experience uh, the entirety of their comic uh, res- reservoir was expended in three me- you know measly episodes now there's none <laughs> season 3 will happen in the year 2038 you know? <laughs> maybe their wives just made them quit maybe their parole officers were like no when we told you you couldn't go on the internet we meant
1: it
3: <laughs> you're back to
1: prison boys Okay, right. so, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. The, uh, the 2019 Juiceless League All Star Team. So, what my goal was to put together a team using all the positions and representing all of the Juiceless teams. Ooh. Um, that part was a little bit of a challenge. Big seven. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of squads that were a little tougher to squeeze somebody out of. However, uh, with a couple of very notable omissions, we'll start with our catcher. Um, so our catcher this year, there's really four guys in this conversation. There's pretty much been four guys in this conversation. Uh, real Muto Sanchez Contreras, uh, all worthy, uh, all having good years. However, once again, somehow, some way the, uh, the ageless one, uh, Yasmani Grandal is, uh, is our starting catcher. He is the top catcher right now in our league for the, uh, for this part of the season. So Mm So Saint Lukash is represented with Yasmani Grandal. So uh, first base, first base is um, interesting. Again, I tried to put the guys where they are playing, not necessarily where they qualify. Um, So again, we got some uh, some new names up here this year. Some surprises up here with uh, we got Carlos Santana and DJ Lemayhew uh, in the top seven first basemen so far this year. He is Uh, for sale. He he is for multi-positions. Pete Pete Alonzo in discussion. uh, First uh, year guy for uh, Mikey. Freddie Freeman, uh, who Mikey picked up as well in discussion. Uh, But our first baseman for 2019 is going to be Josh Bell. (laughs) Greg obviously gets to stand up and beat his chest. Tim gets some credit. So, uh, so we got um, Lokash and Blondie now, had now been represented. We're going to move over to middle infield. Um, middle infield, uh, again, interesting. Um, we're, again, trying to place guys where they're playing now. Um, so although Bregman is in the discussion, we're going to remove him from the discussion since he's technically a third baseman. Um, so the only guy that really gets any type of shaft here at all is going to be Javier Baez, and again, in the effort of including everybody. Um, the top middle infielder right now is Xander Bogarts from the Limp Chickens. Um, so he is going to be our our, uh, our shortstop, and our second baseman is going to be Whit Merrifield from uh, Oh My God Reardon's underperformers. Uh, Whit Merrifield is technically the fourth qualified middle infielder right now, with Bregman being in that mix. Um Baez, like I said, the only guy ahead of him other than Bogart's. So Merrifield again qualifies in a few different positions, but but plays primarily second base. Um, So there we have reared in metal and the chickens now, or the underachievers, I'm sorry, and the chickens now represented (laughs) as well. (laughs) So we're moving on to third base. This was an interesting one. First of all, when I popped up third base, there was a guy on top of the list that I did not see being there prior. And a lot of it has to do with his week this week. I think he's at a 8.8 currently. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Dominant dominant week, but this guy is 22 years old and currently ahead of Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, and Javier Baez at third base, top third baseman, who is getting... Not included in our team because we need to include everybody is Raphael Devers. Um, I was fucking <laughs> shocked to see this guy on top of the list. Um, I knew that in order to put this together, I was going to have to shaft Arenado uh, and Bragman, um, but um, but I was shocked that that Devers was actually ahead of them. So kudos on that. Unfortunately, because we need to have all of our teams represented, what? Devers, Arenado, and Bregman are all going to be omish- omitted from our team. And our starting third baseman is going to be Eduardo Escobar from Mix Seven. Mm-hmm. Mix
2: Seven live. Seven live. <laughs> um,
1: guy, he, he, he is having a great year. He's a top five guy. Again, this is the one position um, that I had to omit. Obviously, Arenado. Bregman better. Devers, I guess, better, since he's better than those two guys. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, just, like, it's just surprising. The guy's just having a fucking phenomenal year. He's batting, what, 328, 16 home runs. He's having a great year. It's just I didn't expect it. So, yeah, for a guy that traded Arenado and Bregman in the same season, he now has the only third baseman better than both of them. Um, but, again, because Mike's dad's team sucks, we have to kick all of them off the team. Escobar, again, having a great season, but he Thanks, is pops. Mike's dad's best player, and we this is the only way we could possibly include one of Mike's dad's players. Who Sorry, made that
0: pops. fucking rule up?
1: So. <laughs> oh, that was actually me when
0: we were talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: Um, all right. All right, so moving to the outfield, Um, this one's pretty easy. Um, The the other, there's some guys creeping up the list that are kind of surprising. Um, Some of the guys in the top 10 that are a little surprising. So the top three, very easy, very simple top three this year. Christian Yelich of the Dreamers, Cody Bellinger of the Blossoms, Mike Trout, of the philadelphia experience (laughs) Uh, easy top three those guys are are pretty dominantly ahead of even the rest of the list we have only two teams that have not been represented so far that would be the lethal injection and the funkin punks Mm -hmm. uh so let's say we need a dh right we started dh so we need to bring a dh in so um so our dh is easily going to be from mikey's team um, it's not so easily going to be chosen, so you guys can help me with this one. Um, we got three guys that are all kind of right there in the, the point structure. He's got Freddie Freeman, he's got Pete Alonzo, and he's got Ronald Acuna. Uh, all three of them, I, I believe, would be the next three statistically outside of the guys we omitted at at, uh, at third base. So well, um, my, out of those three guys, who's your choice? Well, my logic
2: game? says... You know, to even consider an athletic young outfielder like Acuna for a DH is just such a departure from probability that that I'm going to dismiss him. And they're all National League guys. So, you know, taking that aside, I have to go with the first baseman. They are most naturally and most frequently made DHs. And although Freddie uh is has turned into a really consistent star performer in fantasy he's also been an off traded you know uh pariah if you will not wanted so i'm gonna go with the rookie and say alonzo that's my vote Tim. um i think
0: uh i think i go with freddie freeman he's got more positional versatility So he could be DH, he could be third base, he could be first base.
3: There you go, Joe. I would just say, if you look at the weekly scoring, Freeman has been by far the most consistent. I think his lowest score is a three and his highest
1: is a seven. Mathematically, Freeman is just ahead of Acuna. Oh, it comes to math. Devers, Alonzo, all in that group. So Freddie Freeman's going to be our DH. All right, so there's Mikey. Mikey's in. So we're only missing LJ. The only spot that LJ has won in the top five uh, is pitching staff. Yeah. Um. And again, he he's fourth, and ahead of him are are Mikey's Rays, the Dreamers, Astros, and of course number one. The Dodgers. Mm. So um, so tough to, to, to give it to the Indians with those three performing as well as they are. But uh, our only other opportunity to include LJ would be our, our first player off the bench. Mm. Uh, and I would be pretty excited about seeing Fernando Tatis Jr. come off of our bench. Um, so we could go either way with that one. We could bring his up and coming stud kid onto the squad, or we can go ahead yes. over the Indian staff. I'd say the ah. pitching. We're
2: going to have I'd a full team
1: yeah we'll do both that way he's included yeah. we'll go with the we'll we'll let a a tattis tattis pitch. Tatis. yeah there you go there you go so that's it oh, everybody's included grandal josh bell bogarts and merrifield in the middle escobar with an asterisk uh a third bellinger yelich and trout in the outfield uh, Freeman for performance, Alonzo for HQ at DH, and uh, and Tatis coming off the bench with the uh, the Indian staff. So really, the staff and third base were the only two that we really had to bypass anybody. Other than that, everybody that mentioned is deserving, and that's a hell of a fucking team. Mm-hmm. Do you have a mid-season a, uh, MVP for the league? Uh, I mean, I mean, at this point, honestly, I, I guess... I mean, again, you okay. can't
2: just go with math for an MVP. Yeah. It's also no, what's having the biggest impact, positive, right? On the team.
1: This one's kind of easy across the board, though. Um, it just so happens that both are probably the case uh, with Christian Jelic. Mm. It, it, he is mathematically the best player in the league right now mm-hmm. today, and he has had a huge Help in in elevating the dreamers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, good choice, yeah. As, as Bellinger with a, again a one mm, a good. phenomenal season, but yeah, Yelich would be um, Yelich, Bellinger, and Bell are the mm-hmm. top three players. Then Mike Trout, Josh Bell is uh, is ahead of Mike Trout.
0: Who just not it? So I will leave you with this. So there's been an injury post from. One of our favorite owners on the podcast, Chris, uh, he is inserting Jake from State Farm for the injured Conforto. Yeah. So I'll leave you with that. We'll come back. Let's talk about uh, you know Major League Baseball's home run derby and has it's past its time? Is it is it now uh, uh, not so ripe? So we'll talk to you in a minute. Well, welcome back, poker Nation! And as we approach this coming week in Major League Baseball, um, you're probably listening to this while there's no baseball being played because we are in the All Star Week, and uh, that I think the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby might be happening earlier in the week. Right? That was happening on a Tuesday, and the games on a Thursday, or I don't know. I it, it, to me. I, I liked it better when the All-Star Game really did mean something. I might be in the minority, but I actually liked if whoever won the All-Star Game, National League or American League, they got to host the World Series. I actually liked that. I, I thought that it added a little edge to what essentially is a, a showcase game. Um, I don't know why they went back to kind of handing it back and forth. I I, I kind of liked it. The The home run derby, to me, I just, it's hard for me to get excited about the home run derby. Are you guys feeling the same way or
2: uh, am I just missing something that's that's pretty big? I mean, it's basically like watching batting practice and it's, I just find it to be too long and there's too many players in it. Um I, I don't get a charge out of it. And- I don't
0: know. I, I will say like the most exciting story on this was Christian Yelich practicing at, uh, uh, Pirate yeah. Stadium. What's the name of Pirate PNC Stadium Park. by the way? It Pirates? PNC Park. PNC. Oh, no, he was practicing at PNC Park. He was practicing for the Home Run Derby. Had it all set up, timed. Had the the uh, pitching coach who was going to throw the the home run balls to him, and he jacked one out into the Allegheny River. Uh, actually hit a boat broke a window on the boat and the cops were called so <laughs> can you imagine just sitting out there you know you there's no game going on it's not like you you you've got the game on the radio or TV and you know a, a ball's been hit you're just out there doing your thing in a hot you know muggy summer day in Pittsburgh and suddenly you know, this uh, baseball comes through your window. You're calling the cops. You're calling the river police. Uh, and, uh, you know, but apparently Yelich was not arrested uh, and all was made well, again, with the boat owner. But uh, that, to me, was the most interesting thing about the Home Run Derby this year, I think, is Yelich is uh, getting the cops called on him. <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of every, yeah, when we played when we were kids, right? You know, and, uh, you know, who broke the window. Um,
3: why, why did the boat owner call the cops? Maybe they saw
2: somebody throw a baseball from short and hit their
0: boats no. like that. The river police on the Allegheny are pretty badass. There was even a movie, a yeah. uh, Bruce Willis movie made about the
2: and Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't mess with the the river police on the Allegheny.
1: I actually I do I I enjoy the the Home Run Derby. I always have um it, you know, it's gone, you know, I've had it's had its moments, it's had its eh. Uh, but I do actually enjoy it for the most part. I have gotten to the point where I tend to record it and fast forward through the bullshit. I do agree with Greg. It gets a little uh, long. What do you
0: like about it, though? It's it's hitting a ball over a fence with no other significance other than you hit a ball over the fence. Like, it's not right. an in-game home run, which has some some level of, of interest.
1: But right, but it's, it's a competition still, right? It's, it's kind of like the lumberjack
3: games how fast can you chop down the-
1: yeah i like that stupid shit too so do i back i remember back in the day that all the you know studs uh, of mlb would participate and then they kind of stopped doing it and i remember you know being pissed off that they were you know pulling up all these younger guys and secondary guys and so on and so forth this particular season um i'm actually pretty excited to see some of these guys I'd like to i want to see Acuna, bell um alonzo uh i mean even Guerrero. i can't you know again we've talked about the fanfare that come along with this guy, but I don't remember anyone participating in the Home Run Derby that had this few uh-huh. major leagues Games under their belt. I find that belt. annoying.
2: I honestly yeah. find it annoying for him. Uh, you know, I don't think he deserves it. I wouldn't vlad to focus on just being a competent major league hitter, which I know he'll be, but this is kind of like antithetical towards that effort, in my opinion.
1: I, I part of me wants to see Yelich and Bellinger just go at it. Like, like, fuck the rest of these guys. Let those two guys just hit the home runs for a little while. It, the
2: field's too big. It should be to me like the, the top four, like the top two American league and the top two national league not based on draw you know how far they're going to hit it but the you know if if whoever's number one and number two in each league in terms of actual home run square off
3: you know that would be more interesting well and, and then again not to keep
2: plugging my idea but if they used aluminum bats i'd be more apt to watch So you'd it watch it if
3: dj Lemayhu was hitting home runs with an aluminum bat that would be perfect for you right well
2: it'd be more interesting <laughs> like i mean the Bell's going to hit from, he's going to switch hit, which I guess no switch hitter has ever been in the home run derby has ever done that. They always just choose their
1: more powerful oh. side. Hey, that's interesting. But, but again, it's okay. just like, well, I,
2: I don't want him messing up his swing. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Well, what would you do? Nothing. You would just remove it and not no. I would it. have
2: the. I just told you, Jack. Were you listening? I just told you what I do. I have the top four guys, and I would have aluminum <laughs> bats. I was actually
1: asking Tim. Oh, I guess sorry. it sounded like he just wanted it to go away. Would you add something? Is there something uh, you know where where hockey kind of changed their thing up? Right. There's they they do like like a skills the, the skills test now is a little bit that, more.
0: Yeah, I'd drop it. I'd actually just you know show hurling games like that. You know, <laughs> <like about>
2: that. <laughs> I, I, i'd like to see like outfield assist competitions like uh like you know you start to like get your fastest guys on the all-star team at second and, and you hit a pop-up you know a deep pop-up and you see you can make oh. the fastest relays and they try to run home and score before you do it something like that would be fun
0: eh, that's
2: at least it's something new yeah. so i see what you two are saying i get
0: it or that fielding makes building
1: competitions it, right. as opposed to yeah or,
2: or combine it with competitive eating while the guys there you hit, go. You know, yeah, now you're talking pitches they have to eat a hot dog you know and that would be fun there you go <laughs> John Kruk would uh, come out of retirement right right oh man he could do it yeah. he could do it he would be the d.e. yeah the designated
3: eater
0: <laughs> oh holy Kruk. yes absolutely Absolutely.
2: Or they pitch golf balls to the guys in the home run derby, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I've probably lost touch. Maybe the younger players uh, or younger kids, that's, that's a big thing for them. I mean, I do enjoy watching the kids in the field just, you know, kind of beat each other up in a kind of to, like a... To miss the to, ball, yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, you know there's an injury coming at one of these points, right? right? It's kind of interesting. So I know we we joked around about cricket last week on the cricket balls episode. But um, it was really interesting is I actually started to get into all right, I should I should know a little more about this game. I mean, I kind of trashed it, right? (laughs) But what was fascinating was there's been a lot of talk as I was learning about the game and the rules and uh, found out there's actually three different types of cricket games. Uh, The one that can last several days is called a test match, but there's also something called 2020, uh, which is cricket's response to improving or increasing the popularity of the game and growing the game in the United States, which I thought was very, very interesting. And, um, uh, the you know so what they did was they they shortened the number of at bats and the number of outs and got the game from a few days to uh, what could be essentially about uh, two and a half hours to three hours, which is very similar to what a baseball game was. But I thought it was very interesting how cricket and how the uh, thought leaders behind uh, growing cricket in the United States were actually approaching changing the game. To make it more appealing uh, to the massive United States market, whereas worldwide it's it's a pretty big game.
2: Uh, are there cricket fights? I didn't see any cricket fights. Uh,
0: well, I, <laughs> I, that I did, I allowed me not.
2: to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, Allow I me to look that I, up. So what's interesting is like you know you described how they've um, modified the rules slightly to make it more consumable market. Dumb down. <laughs> And that's, that's kind of like what you described a few weeks ago with the lacrosse league, kind of the traveling lacrosse league. You know, we should get miles on here. I'd love to talk to miles a little bit about as a, as a lacrosse player, does he like watering down the? Or not watering down—that might be the wrong word because I don't know the rule. Altering, altering it, yeah, yeah, altering, altering it, it, or is he more of a traditionalist? That would be a good topic of conversation to get an actual athlete's perspective on their sport. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's call him up. We can
0: call him up right now, and and uh, maybe you guys could uh, ask him a few questions. Okay,
1: let's do cool. that, and then Tim can get some breakfast. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> some, some more breakfast.
2: You mean some more breakfast, Jack? More some breakfast. Some more breakfast. It yeah. get, get is the second breakfast. Uh, it's time for second breakfast.
1: Um it's right before brunch. Exactly. <laughs>
2: So
4: Miles, how are you, man? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! So Miles, he's telling me not to be too crass, but trying to swear with well, you. Oh yeah,
2: your, your dad's the straight laced <laughs> one. First of all, your dad said you were still mildly intoxicated, which we all appreciate. And I'm curious, what's your dr- go to drink? What's like the go to drinks of a young, uh, you know, twenty something this, this day and age?
4: Um, usually, uh, split a rack with one of the guys from the team, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, whatever one of the seniors comes by and gives me a bottle of.
2: Well, oh, <laughs> so you'll drink anything.
4: That's right. I uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I'd avoid southern comfort that's the only words of wisdom I can
4: give to you. <laughs> I mean, like I, I definitely use some judgment. Okay. No, but it's a good good
1: a good learning experience, right? You get mm-hmm. to try out a bunch of different possibilities, you get someone else to take care that's of. It. Right. Good
4: job. Oh man. Just rolling up with some wild turkey ruins in people's nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
3: I thought I thought we were talking to Miles about We are. Lacrosse. I just was Not curious. I'm curious. Hey, that's <laughs> a
4: big part of
2: lacrosse. <laughs> you know, with, you know, life isn't one dimensional, Joe. It's there's like, right.
1: many nuances and delicate flavors, People right? Want The whole story. So, So, Miles,
4: that was a huge
1: part of our success. So, Miles, have you ever played lacrosse drunk? No. No. no,
2: no, (laughs) No. Stop it. Well, Doc Ellis pitched a no hitter and acid, but that's a different story. That's but right. but anyway, so Miles, <laughs> your dad's been telling us about the this kind of newer lacrosse league, and it's it's a novel concept. We've been talking about the declining attendance in baseball and how in some cities there just doesn't seem to be that uh, passion for their local teams, and that's what prompted your dad to talk to us about this new lacrosse league. And it seemed to me as we were discussing it that the intent of this league is almost like you know, like a prom- vehicle for the sport itself. So that when you go city to city, it's like, we're going to make this the most exciting version of lacrosse we can. So we're planting the seed for this sport so that more and more people are interested. So as leagues evolve, there will be that hometown interest.
4: What they do is they'll go around basically to huge market cities like New York, LA, DC, and they use soccer stadiums. Mm. And they use a lot of stuff from Premier League soccer, such as like uniforms, like people can wear jerseys around in public without looking like fucking douchebag, (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that, where it it looks stylish. They give you basically a huge market experience every single game they give you. And instead of selling a ticket for one game in the weekend, they sell you tickets for three pro men's lacrosse games and two pro women's Mm -hmm. lacrosse games.
2: In terms of the players, Miles, what is more prestigious? Are, are they drawing like from recent college graduates or where do the players come from? A
4: lot of these teams are grouped together by what major college they went to or what conference they played in in college. And then
2: they're kind of assigned that way?
4: Yeah, yeah. almost. There's almost like an ACC team, a Big East team. And obviously that's going to change over time. Mm. But they wanted to establish identities of teams and personalities to the brand. So they could build lifelong audiences. Like in Premier League soccer, there's a personality to each team. Like Arsenal tends to be an up and down, throwing big crossers across the middle type of team. Liverpool plays that trap in the middle of the field and they're really methodical with it. So people can kind of get on board with whichever play style that they're. Making.
2: And if I'm a lacrosse player, which league at this moment in time, which, which league is considered to be the stronger in terms of competition, skill level, things like that? Oh,
4: PLL hands down, okay. hands down. It's the most exciting version of lacrosse. They took out 10 yards in the middle of the field. So they get up and down a lot faster, mm. nice. bigger, stronger, faster players i mean they got the nbc sports deal they're they're on national tv um and i think that honestly the players it's a player run league Mm. so the every single player that's in the league is actually a shareholder in the league
3: as a fan of the game itself does it bother you that they've changed the field dimensions or does it not even matter <laughs> well, when
4: i was playing oh, i actually i love that they changed it it's a uh, tournament lacrosse you tend to have shorter fields and stuff it's a more fun version of lacrosse i don't want to watch dudes struggle to clear the ball up for 20 seconds like that's my least favorite part of lacrosse now is fucking clearing drills for half a practice what we do in college and by shortening up the field they just eliminated that They made it faster it's like a purer vor- version of the game yeah you lose a little bit of the mental aspect but it's almost like it's almost like ufc fighting It's just a smaller cage right yeah yeah you're just forcing more action yeah exactly and they're a little bit looser on the rules to go along with that like they you know they let some pushing and shoving go on they let a little bit more like moving picks and stuff go on
1: so uh, above and beyond your um obvious success in uh, in the sport and uh um and how well you're doing you're you're actually phenomenal at this as well do you know how to mix down and and edit podcast
4: <laughs> or no uh, I do not. No, uh, I could probably figure it out in like a day it. and a half. You probably so.
1: could. I love it. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> I get, uh, chances are you could if you just sit back there in that corner and just kind of look over his shoulder for a little bit.
3: What are you doing in two or three weeks? <laughs> yeah, your dad's
2: going to be loafing and blowing us off. So that's
1: right. We're looking for a replacement for him for a couple of shows coming up. So I'll hop on.
4: All right, course. let's do it definitely well
1: just between you and us we're not married to him okay yeah. so um, we're...
4: <laughs> i, I could <can> be the <laughs> asshole producer that joe rogan's got and just looks up facts and makes- yeah <laughs> well
3: that's what we have jack for
4: that's, right, that's my job. <laughs> Someone needs to check Jack, too. Miles,
2: we're counting on you to promote the podcast among the college scene, too.
4: I actually I, I wear my Atlas box shirt. Oh, nice. That's good. Geez, I don't even do that. Yeah, he's like, what's that? I'm like, ah, oh, it's actually my dad's podcast. You should check it out. And they're like, really? And I'm like, I mean, do you like baseball? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you should still check yeah. it out. <laughs> there you go. Good man.
1: Good man. You,
2: you, you you've go. done more to promote this podcast uh, than Joe has, you know? that's correct that's Right in three years Joe, denies it's that Joe doesn't have yet. the Instagram
4: yeah. if Joe got on Instagram he'd be famous fast would be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I've there's been thinking about starting an account for Joe there's a, a reason
1: black black I'm
3: not community. on those things
4: throw a day in the life montage every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> nah we gotta yeah. have Joe in the background just staring at the camera <laughs> no words till he really needs to speak that's kind of what he does here yeah. man somebody's gotta do it <laughs> An intimidating look at the camera. I'll uh, I'll see you later. Continued yeah, of course, success. Thanks. Two weeks. Dude, Thank you awesome. for talking, thanks. guys. I'll see y'all later. Good to see you. See you in two and three weeks. Alright,
2: buddy. When you course. take over for your dad?
4: Yeah, just let me know. Send me a send me a DM or something once Joe gets. That means direct Joe, message, Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe, I
2: know take what care Joe, thought it meant dungeon master.
3: <laughs> it can mean that as well. <laughs> I got my uh, seven miles is free in
2: two and three weeks, Tim. So problem solved. We will be able to record. Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, right okay well that that sounds like an interesting call uh with uh with milo and um uh, so interesting take on the uh, on on one of the th- uh, one of the leagues in lacrosse and what they're doing to try to make it more interesting. So, well, it's
2: good that you know the the actual participants like the modification. But to me, it, it's it always does it, it begs the question: What does that say about our sport if we need to make it more consumable, or does that say something about the American culture that we need things not, to be uh, modified for us? Hey, I I there think- you
3: go. You got these kids that grow up playing playing sports unlike when we did where you're just playing for a specific team against other teams from the town. You're playing club sports now where you just travel everywhere to, to mm. play your games. So I, I have a feeling that's part of it.
2: Hmm. I hope they don't make the holes bigger in cornhole. <laughs> Never! <laughs>
0: that is one of the most traditional sports of all time. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and don't step over the line.
3: Yeah. There's- Do not step over the line. At least don't tell everybody else on your podcast. Yeah, right. And that it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Well, boys, this has been a fun, fun show. I enjoy seeing you all once again. Thank you. Uh, This is uh, the conclusion of our 67th episode. Uh, I know, I know. Who thought four losers like us would have uh, put together something like this? Nobody who
2: knows us, that's for sure. (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> no, And if Tito's still listening, dude, oh, um, love you, you know we really, yeah, I, th- I really do think you need to get a life.
1: Mm-hmm. This the, being on this show alone has made me more successful than most of the folks I knew in high school expected me to be. So wow.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Well, there you go.
2: One more quick All Star Game skills competition. <laughs> okay. We dress somebody. He's not even a major league player uh we dress somebody in like one of those police dog training suits like they're going to get attacked by a police dog you know those suits I'm talking about and then uh-huh. the the contest is to see uh how accurately and frequently the pitchers on the all-star team can bean that guy <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and, and like the the bodysuit is painted. Now that I would watch yeah, like the, the bodysuit is painted with like scoring zones so like the ribs are 5 points the head is yeah. ten points. You know, there you go. <laughs> I like it. I
1: like
5: that.
1: Yeah. I like that. The, and, then, but, and then you have the then you have the, the batter uh, who doesn't you know not not getting hit, but he stands in the box, and then he at that point is able to react right, right and run. Right, right. Then you have the catcher behind the the and, and you got to see if he can catch the batter before he gets to the pitcher. And,
2: and, then, and then we can and then they make fights. Right. And then we they we we have sprint we have timed sprint races
3: from the bullpens. For
1: the, yeah, for the yeah.
0: elite right? right, right, right. Here's That's what right. you
3: do every yeah. time. There's a every time there's one of these pseudo fights. Now you take the two main antagonists and you actually set up a ring and have them box.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. So Yasiel yeah, Puig yeah. versus blank with those really yeah. giant boxing
2: gloves. Those really hilarious <laughs> boxing gloves <laughs> Yeah. So,
0: this is how Major League Baseball is going to uh, defend against the encroachment of cricket taking yeah. up. Uh, their, <laughs> uh, so their, I love it. So, we've got, uh, we've got hitting, hit batsmen. We've got uh, tackling the batsman before he makes it to the pitcher. We've got timed races out from the bullpen. We've got an insta boxing ring that pops up uh and oversized boxing gloves are handed out to the combatants i love it it. Mm -hmm. i love it i love it in short
1: make everything shorter and more violent yes
0: yes yeah exactly pretty much pt barnum would be proud yes he would (laughs) okay boys have a good day Uh, have a great week yep talk to you later take care fellas adios but joe we can't see a wave on audio And Greg, thanks guys. Yes.
2: And
5: I don't wanna call you a boy for Sam. I just can't pretend I'm gonna make you mad.
3: wanna be the last to know So I guess I'll just go back to Layla (laughs)
4: <laughs> Great job.
5: Those who are not familiar with it as part of their environment often find it difficult to follow. It has been described as casting a ball at three straight sticks whilst defending the same with a fourth. However, there is a better explanation. It goes like this. You have two sides, one out in the field, and one in. Each man that's in, the side that's in, goes out. And when he's out, he comes in, and the next man goes in until he's out. When they are all out, the side that's out comes in. And the side that's been in goes out and tries to get those coming in out. Sometimes you get men still in and not out. When a man goes out to go in, the men who are out try to get him out. And when he is out, he goes in, and the next man in goes out and goes in. There are two men called Ampo.